The Reformed faith is summarized by a set of doctrines abbreviated TULIP. Last week, we looked at the T for total depravity, that man is spiritually incapable to save himself. Today, we look at the U, unconditional election. The issue here, under the second point of doctrine, uh, the U in the TULIP, unconditional election, the key word there is unconditional because the remonstrants did not oppose God's foreknowledge and God ordaining things. They did not oppose that. This is Zichunga. I'm joined by Pastor Confex on a topic that really needs to be clarified. We need to clarify here because what they opposed was that God ordaining things and determining things how they will be was unconditional. So this is what the remonstrants said. They said, well, the Lord looked into the future and saw all of us dead in our sin. But then there were some who were, who were able to choose God, who were able to exercise faith in God. And then God chose them to be saved because he saw, ah, yeah, this one is able to believe in me. That was the issue. It's not like, of course, today maybe it has taken different form. Really at the heart of the Arminianism when it comes to this doctrine. They are not against election. But what they are against is the unconditional aspect of it. That God chose unconditionally. And really, when the Synod of Dot met, it said, well, when we search the scriptures we see that God's choosing of who is going to be saved was unconditional. Uh, allow me to read Article 7 mm -hmm. of the first head of Canons of Dot. Erection is the unchangeable purpose of God, whereby before the foundation of the world, he has out of mere grace, according to the sovereign good pleasure of his own will, chosen from the whole human race, which had fallen through their own fault from their primitive state of lectitude, righteousness that is, into sin and destruction, a certain number of persons to redemption in Christ, whom he from eternity appointed the mediator and head of the elect and the foundation of salvation. Now you notice what the canons of Dot is emphasizing here. God's choosing was according to his sovereign good pleasure mm. not because of what man was capable of doing and again allow me to quote uh, article 9 because it also clarifies more or the first said of the canons of thought it goes on to say the election was not founded upon foreseen faith and the obedience of faith holiness or another good quality or disposition in man as the prerequisites. Very key there. Mm. God is not looking to say, well, okay, yeah, there's some faith here, some holiness, and is conditioned by that to choose you. No. So, as the prerequisite, cause or condition on which it depended. But men were chosen to faith and to the obedience of faith holiness, etc. Therefore, election is the fountain of every serving good, from which proceeds faith, holiness, and the other gifts of salvation, and finally, eternal life itself. 
as its fruits and effects according to that of the apostle. And then here the canons of Dot quotes Ephesians 4 verse 1. He has chosen us not because we were, but that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So what the Armenians were saying to say, well, God looked and saw, ah, this person is showing some ability to believe. Here the canons of Dot says, no, actually, holiness or the desire to walk with the Lord is the fruit of being chosen, not necessarily the conditions for God to choose us. And again, it's very important to say that uh, we don't just hold on to these doctrines because we love them. They are, they are based on the Bible. So I would like to quote Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 6. This is what Paul writes and says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Now listen to this. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless. He chose us to be holy and blameless. It was not a condition. Before him, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Now, what was the reason? According to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. The only reason why God chose us was according to his will and for his own glory. Nothing else. And then John 15 verse 16. You did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. God knew that there is no fruit in our lives. He chose us in order that we can bear fruit. But some have thought that verse is more talking about the ministry of the apostles and not necessarily for the believer in general. And... Um, they continue to say uh, this is so because even to these men that Jesus was saying you did not choose me I chose you mm -hmm. was one who later on betrayed him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so uh, this points more toward the apostolic um, ministry and not necessarily belief in Jesus Christ itself yeah. uh, John 15 I'm the true vine you are the branches. Unless we interpret that meaning only the apostles are the branches. But this is the context in which Christ is making this statement. And there we all agree that the branches are believers. Every person who believes in Christ. So I think uh, it's not to be faithful in terms of hermeneutics to come and say, well, yeah, verses 1 and 2 and 3 apply to all believers. Yet in the same context, say, well, only here applies to the apostles. We're not being faithful. That's not uh, a faithful interpretation of scripture. So I will push back and say, no, Christ is not limiting this to the apostles only. Branches are all believers in Christ. The true vine is Christ himself. This is the context in which he makes this statement. What is double election? Yeah, okay, so uh, double election, what it says is God choosing some to salvation and others ordaining them to condemnation. So this is double. There is what has been done to the chosen ones and also what has been done to those who are not chosen. Because there are some people who would like to shrink from there. They say, well, 
God chose only those who will be saved. And then those who were not chosen, then uh, it means they will end up being condemned. But it's not just happening that they end up being condemned. Actually, the Lord, when he chose to save some, he also ordained others to condemnation. So is a soul that is in hell justified to say they're in hell because God chose them to go to hell? No. Why? Okay. Because for them to be in hell is their sin that has sent them there. And really here, again, this is uh, so solemn because uh, we are talking of souls here. And I don't want to make the light of it. But this is very serious. All of us, all of us, we have sinned against God. And what we deserve, all of us, is to go to hell. That's what all of us deserve. That's justice. So if I go there, I go there, I will not say, God, you have sent me to hell. I will not say that. Because I know that my sin, I've rebelled against God. And God is just in punishing me to go to hell. But the Lord is merciful and is gracious. And out of his mercy and grace, he has chosen me to say, I want you to be saved and come to heaven. That's grace. I don't deserve that. So just to say that, yeah, uh, the one who goes to hell will not say, the Lord has sent me here. They would admit that it is their sin that sent them there. Jesus, in Matthew, um, talks about the judgment day. Yes. And he talks about some who were servants mm -hmm. in, in, his, in his kingdom yeah. that will uh, summon Christ mm -hmm. and say, we preached in your name. We cast out demons in your name yeah. and all the good things they did in the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. And Christ says, and uh, it shall be said to them, go away from me. I never knew you. Yeah. You know, one of the most scary words in scripture are those. And this is really a warning to us, especially who minister us who serve the Lord. Because it is very possible to serve the Lord while you do not know the Lord. That's very sad. It is possible to treat ministry as a profession. A profession is, uh, requires you, rather, to have skills mm. to do the work. Qualifications. Yeah. It doesn't look at your heart. You might not like the job, but if you have the skills, you can do it and you get a paycheck. That's not the same with ministry. Ministry is first and foremost, your heart has to be changed by this grace that you're going to preach to others. First and foremost, you have to know this Christ before you proclaim it to others. So what Jesus is talking about there is talking of what we would call professionals. Those who know the Bible, who are able to interpret the Bible, and using whatever powers they're able to use, cast out demons. I don't know how they would do it, but in the name of Christ for sure. They're not using the name of Satan, they're using the name of Christ. But their hearts do not know Christ. 
and Christ is saying, I don't value that. To me, that's nothing. The first and foremost thing that I want from you is that you know me and I know you as one of my sheep. And then you can do all this, then it will be fine. But if you start working and serving me, but you do not know me, then sorry. So that's very, very, very scary. I have met very confronted people yeah. yes. that having heard about unconditional election, yeah. they have said, then how would I know I'm elected or not? Because yes. what if is this, all this is just a waste of time? I'm not even elected. I get excited when somebody's wondering whether he's elected or not. We should not bother to say, well, am I elected or not? Because no one will know who the elect are until the end of their life. Because you might see someone, he doesn't love the reward. Let's talk of the worst criminal that you know. You can't conclude just by saying, oh, he's the worst criminal, then that person is not elect. You don't know what will happen on his hour of death. He might end up like a thief on the cross. The last hour of his life, he believes in Christ. He's saved. Ah, he was an elect, but look at how he lived. When I'm saved, when I've believed in Christ, I praise the Lord and, oh yeah, the Lord chose me. The Bible, God's word challenges me. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my responsibility, to respond to the call, to respond to the general call of the gospel. Believe and place, I should place my faith in Christ. I should not be asking whether I'm elected or not, but have I believed in Christ for my salvation? This also is where we leave it for today. Please email us your thoughts about the program and any questions you may have. You can email us on atreformed at gmail.com. atreformed, one word, at gmail.com. You can also inbox us on all things Reformed podcast page on Facebook.